0: Greetings. My name is Linda Talaferro, and this is the Being Brown at Work podcast. I help black and brown female professionals confidently and expertly navigate the corporate world so that they can reach new career heights and establish their seat at the table. So whether you're kicking off a new career, leaning in a new direction, or looking to climb the corporate ladder within your current job, I'm here to propel your career forward by giving you an insider's look at cultivating an executive mindset, creating leadership opportunities, establishing an executive presence, and more. So join me every week as I guide you towards becoming a leader in the corporate world and show you how to step into your true power and potential. Greetings, greetings, everyone. It is Linda Talaferro, and it is, yes. Okay, so I'm going to change up what I say every Tuesday. I know now it is not only my favorite time of the week, it is probably yours as well, because it's Being Brown at Work Live. I'm so excited. And we're going to talk about a topic tonight, as I shared with my guests, that we haven't bridged this entire year. And it is a necessary one to bridge and talk about. And that is the salary gap that exists for black and brown women. But after my guest shares with you what she does for a living, it won't be a gap anymore, at least not for your career. So we're going to jump right into this. This is Claudia Miller. Who is a career coach, she and I share that same space out there, but she specializes in helping black and brown women or women of any women, anybody, actually, I'm a little partial, but she helps anyone really get the salary that is commensurate to the worth that they bring to the table. And it's not just when you are coming on board with a new role. It's also, she will show you, and we're going to talk about tonight, how to get those raises because you've been hitting all of those home runs. So let me tell you a little bit about Claudia. She helps clients get up to $100,000 in salary increases and make sure that you, when she's working with you, are top of mind and very visible to top headhunters for big name companies like Google and Facebook, just to name a few. She has been featured. Her expertise has been featured in Forbes, MSNBC, and Thrive Global. And she graced me <laughs> to be a guest on Being Brown. Law. You knew I had to have this fabulous young woman. And last year, Let me not forget this. Last year, Business Insider put her in the global list of top 23 most influential career coaches. So I had to have Claudia Miller as a guest on bringing bound at work live. Claudia, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Thanks,
1: Linda. I'm so excited to be here and especially, you know, talking about salary negotiation. Money is my
0: favorite topic. <laughs> yes. Yes. And at the end of this, it's going to be everybody's favorite topic because they're going to learn so much from you. So Claudia, you know, before we get into that. Wonderful goodness. Mm-hmm. Give my audience a little bit more background of you, who you are, your corporate experience, and if you don't mind, what led you to start your business, doing specifically this, bridging the salary gap?
1: Yeah. so you know, I consider myself to be ambitious, um very driven. You know, in school, I was a straight A student. I was part of National Art Society. I joined extracurricular activities. So I feel like I checked off all the boxes, you know, so I figured, Once I graduate, it's just like all the offers are just going to come to me and I get to handpick which one I want and it's going to be a lot of money. And unfortunately, I had one interview. That was it. And it was really devastating for me, especially because I feel like I did everything. I did everything everyone was supposed to tell me to do. I went to school, I studied, I did the internships, I did the extracurricular activities, I volunteered and I did mm-hmm. everything I, you know, that I needed to do in order to be successful. And I found myself really almost stuck. And wow. I, I felt like a failure at that point. And mm. I just didn't know, I'm like, what is it that I did wrong? What could I have done better? And for me, I came from humble beginnings where I'm the first one in my family. You know, my mom and my dad had sixth grade education. So you know, okay. I have now, you know, master's degree, but this landscape was so new to me where it's not like I can go to my parents or family or our neighbors. It, it right. was nothing like that. So I really right. have to navigate this space on my own. So clearly I'm like, well, obviously I don't know. I need to find a skill set to help me accelerate my career because I clearly do not have that skill set. And I don't know where to learn it from. So that's when I embarked on like this immersive process of, I read almost every article you can think of at that time related to job search, promotions, salary mm-hmm. negotiation, interviewing. Mm-hmm. I consumed that information books. I, you know, I read um, like articles. I reached out to people that were featured featured in business Insider as Like, you know, six figures at the age of 25. So I reached out to them like, Hey, you know, can we talk? Yeah, and, yeah. You know, obviously more of a personal note, but I reached out to them. I talked to them. I talked to hiring managers. I hired career coaches. I hired resume writers. I, I did everything that I can think of because I was trying to solve this problem for me. Mm-mm. I didn't know how, and I didn't have like really a network that was going to be able to help me. Damn. So it took me like three to four years. And honestly, that's just to get a grasp of it. And, you know, my background really is I studied architecture in college, which okay. my major went economics. So I got my first job as a licensed financial rep. Didn't ever okay. dream of it. Like I said, it was the only interview I could get. So I took the job and it barely paid. I think it was around 32000 a year. Um, wow. So I went and I just, I, I knew I wanted to go back for my master's degree because I have a full ride scholarship from Bill and Melinda Gates because okay. again- I'm a great student and yes, yes. very involved. And that's when I pivoted and went to the like, university side. I was a grad student and they were like, we want to hire you. We want you to manage our business operations for the entire department. And this was while I was still in school. And, you know, I was still trying to figure it out, like learn these skill sets where,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I, I got offered, I think maybe 36,000. So it's like, okay, okay. well, I maybe 4,000 more, but... Um, I was able to do that, and eventually, after that job, that's when it really started happening. Uh, I moved okay. from education to the hospital setting within the same institution, and I got a thirty thousand salary increase. And wow. they were looking for someone with like a nursing degree and clinical background. I do not have any clinical background. If I see like needles and blood, like I may faint and pass <laughs> out. So, <laughs> right. Um, I was able to do get that job and be successful in it. I was able to get results immediately um, because some of the strategies I have learned, I can now implement, and I was able to do that successfully. Then I wanted to go on the private side of the business and manage, um, like beyonder, I used to manage Medicaid health plans, so I worked for a third-party insurance company. I got another $30,000 salary increase, really no experience in there, but I knew I was kind of highlighting that resourcefulness skill set. And even then when I left, they were offering me another 30 K job. Well, originally it was 8% increase
0: mm-hmm.
1: at this point. I already know how to negotiate. And I was like, I'm not taking anything less than 30 K. Like either you meet me there or like, I will just respectfully decline. And they're like, oh, you know what, okay. we'll see what we can do. And I got the offer already. So I was able to transition across various industries, get salary increases. So I've done it myself. It's not like I'm very theoretical or hypothetical. It's I know what it feels like. I know what it feels like to be cornered, to feel like you have no power. Yeah, You don't even know what the next step is and how, you know, I was scared. I wanted to sometimes go to the bathroom, throw up before, you know, trying to interview or you're really trying to even negotiate my salary.
0: So let's talk a little bit about that if you don't mind Claudio because you talk on you you hit something i think is is common um especially for women of color black and brown women is the fact that Most of us, I know I'm I'm the same way. I came from working parents who divorced when I was young and my mother worked in a factory. I Mm -hmm. did have one, one relative and we have a big family who went to college. And so I watched him. So that was my, that was my beacon, my North star. Mm -hmm. That's who I patterned my career after. But it was just one, not a huge network either of people to go to. You know, when we come from these humble beginnings, we, we have a mindset. That doesn't necessarily lead to being able to negotiate for that $30,000 more. So, but there's something you tapped into, obviously, that didn't allow you to settle for the 8%, but pushed you to say, hey, I know what I'm bringing to the table, I'm worth. 30,000 more. Can you talk a little bit about that? And, you know, what sometimes happens for us as women, probably some of guys probably have it too, but I know women do that Mm kind of get in our way a little bit and slow us down.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that the first thing is people don't know they can negotiate their salary. They think that, oh, they offer me a promotion and company says they can only pay up to 8% or whatever percentage it is. And it's just either I take it or leave it type of thing. And that's not true. I'm here to tell you that you can negotiate and there's more to salary. And I know there's more to money, but you can also negotiate benefits. But at the end of the day, I just want everyone to charge a fair market rate. That's really it. It doesn't you know one of the stats is like a latina woman will get paid 56 cents on the dollar in comparison to their wa- white male counterparts um an african american woman will get paid around 62 cents on the dollar even yep. latino men i think get paid around 58 cents a dollar and african american men it's around 64 66 cents yep. on the dollar yeah so what that tells me is we're still not getting paid a dollar so right. if the market but- is a dollar why am i making a dollar so especially um and even overall women, you know, um, white women get paid 70 or now I think it's 80 cents on the it's dollar. 80 today, yeah, mm-hmm. It's still not a dollar. Still so not a dollar. Yeah. I highly recommend for a lot of your listeners and anyone listening to really to really negotiate their salary because we're already coming out of Delta. There's still a discrepancy. So we need to close that gap right now. You know, our companies um, is systematized at this point where we're not getting Offer that dollar, so we need to start asking for that dollar mm. equivalent. So, just to give you those numbers, and you know, you know, some like I said, Latina women, African American women, we would have to work. What is it, close to, 16 to yes. 18 months just to yep. get paid? What a person can make in twelve months. Yeah. So yep. to me, it's hey, I'm just going to charge what the market is willing to pay for these skill sets and expertise. And one thing I would recommend to your listeners, and I hope this analogy really helps. Because it's sometimes hard to describe, like so many aspects, and really get into it. But think of your career or your expertise almost like a house. So let's just say, Linda, you bought your house for a hundred thousand, right? And now you're looking to sell your house. The market is willing to pay three hundred thousand dollars for your house, especially with this crazy housing market we just had. Yes, a few yes, let's just say, yes. I'm willing to pay three hundred thousand for that house. Mm-hmm. Are you really going to tell me, Claudia? I can't sell my house for three hundred thousand for you. To you, I paid hundred. It's only right that I sell it to you for one hundred and twenty thousand. When I'm willing to pay three hundred thousand for it, that's what people do with their salaries. Yeah, they pay for their next promotion or their next salary based on how much you're, they're currently making. When sometimes there's a huge delta and discrepancy, maybe the market values now those skill sets, or very, it's very hard to hire for. So charge what the market is willing to pay for that expertise not
0: by how much you're currently making. Oh my gosh, Claudia. First of all, the analogy was everything because that just made it so crystal clear. But then you get into market value, which I will tell you, and you and I talked about this when we were preparing for this. I will tell you the average person doesn't know what the market value is. We unfortunately, Don't do that due diligence because what you said earlier, we, you know, we trust the company. The company says, I can only give you 5%. I can only give you 8%. And we believe, well, that's what they said. That can't, that's all they can do, Mm -hmm. you know, or even the 60 cents on the dollar, 50 cents on a dollar. Now that has been out there for so, how long? I mean, that statistic's been out there. And unfortunately in 2021, it has not changed significantly yet yet they're still not paying that whole dollar, which is the market value. So what would you offer to someone who is either right now listening to this and thinking, okay, wait a minute, I'm in the middle of a negotiation for a new role because you know the market's hot right now. Mm-hmm. There's jobs out here to be had, right? I'm either negotiating, I'm being, in, I'm interviewing or I'm with a company and it's that end of the year time and we're talking about performance reviews and I know I've hit some serious home runs. Any one of those people in that spectrum, when we talk about market value, What does that mean? And how do we find out what it is? I love that question, Linda, because I
1: know that let's just say, like I said, one, the biggest mindset obstacle for people is one. I didn't know I can negotiate my salary. Mm -hmm. Two, how do I know I can negotiate? Well, if you're employed, interviewing or within the process already or they're getting a setting a job offer, you're in the shoes like you can negotiate your salary. Yeah. And third, well, how do I know what my market rate is? How, how do I know that I, I'm, I want to make sure I give a right number, but I don't want to give too much where they won't offer me the job, but also don't want to offer too low where I'm leaving money at the table. Yeah. So the best strategy, you know, one is, yeah, you can go on Google or Glassdoor and it'll give you something crazy. Like let's just say project manager or, um, yeah. Manager of or manager of operations. It could be anywhere between 60 and 180. So it's like, where do you fall in? Exactly. So, uh, here's a quick exercise that I'm going to share with your you know, li- listeners in your audience that I usually only
0: share with my clients. But... Oh, this is special because Kiana, Kiana just typed in. She was like, look, key takeaway, research the job market. So I know Kiana and everybody else that's out here, they're ready. So I yeah. <laughs> appreciate you sharing this. Please do. Please do.
1: So what I would do is, so let's just say you're interested in director of operations role. Okay. I would go on LinkedIn, look up. In the past, as a filter, past role, director of operations, look up people specifically in the industry or type of company. If you're in a big company, it's a tech company. Look for companies or people in those roles or used to be in those roles. Okay, then cool. you want to reach out to them um, through LinkedIn. And like an easy script could be like, "Hi Linda, um, you know, I came across your LinkedIn profile and I noticed that you work in a tech space and specifically you went to the same university I did." And I noticed that, you know, you worked at Director Operations and now you're senior director of operations and been in the industry for quite some time. I would love to tap into your expertise and insights. Would you be available this Friday between one and four Set um, central standard time for a 20, 30 minute chat? I'm also available Monday. And I, of course, I understand you're busy, so I'd be happy to work around your schedule. And if it's easier, I would love to send you the questions in advance if that would help you. And then all of a sudden, like once you get on a call, ask them, you know, I'm interested in a director of operations role. To be honest, I've been looking at salary ranges and there's such a huge discrepancy, you know, based on your expertise and insights. Like what is a appropriate salary range? I prefer if you can give me like a 10, 20K range appropriate for a director of operations. One, they're more likely to be honest because they used to have that role. Don't ask mm-hmm. someone in the current role how much they're making. They're not going to tell you they're or they're going to rate it. Yeah, yeah. if you ask someone that used to be in that role and at least already like five or six plus years removed, it's almost like, it's like some, if asked somebody were to ask me, how much did you make in your previous, like in your current role or your first job? I'm like, yes. Oh, I used to offered 725 an hour. Like it's so crazy. Right. Because yes. it's, I'm so far removed from that, that, that I'm not giving you any insight to how much I'm currently making. So people right. tend to be more honest. So they either say, Oh, yeah. When I was director of operations, I know that the average salary was anywhere between eighty dollars and 100000 They tend to give us like a 20% bonus. Plus, um, we got stock options. And at the time, it was worth around you – know, I had 100 shares and it was worth around 30000 40000 Or they're going to say, you know what? I haven't been director of operations in like 10 plus years. But what I can tell you is how much I pay my director of operations or how much my director of operations personnel gets paid. And it's anywhere between 120 and 140, 20% bonus and this much stock or this many benefits. Then you want to ask, think, great, that's awesome. What makes a candidate get an offer on the higher end of that salary range? You're asking Uh, for the answers to the test. Ask three to four people, you start seeing a trend. Oh, sign-on bonus. Oh, maybe a retention bonus. Oh, this is very common with like performance-based bonus plus stock options. It's a tech company that tend to offer this many shares or they offer this much or relocation bonus. All of a sudden you started kind of like that intel. And then now when you go to the interviewer, they ask you, you want to pick that range you want. Let's just say our, our we interviewed four to five other people. It came anywhere between 100 and 140. So when I'm interviewing or they ask me, what is my salary range? It's going to be between 130 and 140. Yeah. I want 130 minimum. Just because the minimum is 120, I'm not going to say 120 when I want 130 minimum. So that's going to be my salary range. And then the conversation starts.
0: Claudia, look, I'm going to tell you okay, first of all, I've been in the game for 30 years. LinkedIn's been around for how long? Quite a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have not done (laughs) what you just said. Now, have I reached out to network high level in general? Yes. But to the detail that you just said and took that information then into the no, no, no. that I, That is ingenious <laughs> way to level that, excuse me, leverage your contacts, your network. Look, my audience knows I often say and I will say it and say it and say it again relationships are everything network is everything connections are everything mm-hmm. and listen and, and i've got perla just popped up she's like having tools for women and thanking me for this for this venue and this this way of that sharing these tools yes perla you're so welcome because nobody does this mm-hmm. nobody shares and talks about how to be successful and so, Claudia, again, thank you for doing this. And, and here's what I want to say to all of my audience. Look, some of you may be listening and thinking, wait a minute, Linda, you're a career advisor, you're a career coach. Claudia is a career coach. You have her. Yes, because Claudia has an expertise that Linda doesn't have. And, and Linda
1: think- has expertise that I still yet to have or...
0: Exactly. And all of us can eat, ladies. We, we support each other. And that's why Claudia does what she does. That's what I do, what I do. That's why this conversation is so important. She just gave you tools that she gives her paying clients. Why? Because she cares about the women that are listening in right now. And she wants you to be successful. She wants you to eat. There's enough around to go around so please ladies this is critically important. We're talking about wealth generation. We're talking about your uh, family legacy from a wealth perspective. And we have got to shift. You heard what Claudia came from and her growing up. I had some the same similar background. One person my mother had eight brothers and sisters. Now my mother's 93. Now, but she only one of them went to college, and he happened to be the baby of the family because his brothers and sisters were intentional about that happening. so we know for women of color what that challenge is, and then for women in general, we know what the challenge is in the in the corporate system, so please, you know the nuggets this young woman's giving us you know, that's got this experience, that's been successful. I mean, let me me tell you again. Do I need to tell you again? She's been on MSNBC. She's been in Forbes magazine. She was on Business Insider as a top career advisor. So what she's sharing is valuable and it works. So any more other nuggets you wanted to share, Claudia, I just had to take a moment and really impress upon this because I know I'm tired of re- reading magazine articles in Forbes, in Washington Post, in Medium, on, you know, every, I get the Corn Fairy emails, all that stuff where we're still fighting for Latino women, African-American women, we're still fighting for women in general to, you know, to be paid that dollar, you know, and and if anything we can share in this episode can bridge that gap, I, I want to be about that. So wonderful, leveraging LinkedIn. Is there anything else you wanted to share with the audience, Claudia?
1: Yeah, I one thing I've seen that is the biggest hurdle is then implementing. Well, now I know mm. how much to be asking, but I'm too scared to ask for that much. Ah. And it all comes again. It starts with mindset and it ends with mindset. So, yes. on knowing like I need to know how much my and it's not even I like I don't like to say um, on, on just knowing what your worth is because we're worth what much more than what our salary is, but we want to know what the fair market value is for our expertise and skill set. That's what we want to find out. And sometimes there will be a delta. I had a client where he was currently making sixty thousand. He was a data analyst and did quick search network realized that the average salary is around ninety k. So. Without even him getting a promotion or anything like that, he just made a lateral move and went to the company that was, you know, paying fair market rates. He could be making thirty thousand dollars more. And what he told me is, ah, I just can't call it. Maybe in a year or two, I'll be able to do so. Why? We already heard the market is willing to pay ninety thousand. Like right now, in like in a few weeks, you apply to jobs and get like we. You tell them just salary range in less than ninety days. You could be making 30K more doing the same job or the same skill set you currently have. You're not having to acquire new skill sets. I'm not even saying you getting a promotion, although you're ready for that promotion. But even if you just want to stay where you're currently at, you could be making 30K more. So even knowing is not going to be enough. It's really you disassociating yourself with what your current salary is. Hmm. Like I said, think of it as a house. If I offered you three, $200,000 to $300,000 more than what you paid in a house, Anybody would have been like, yes, sold. I'm ready. I put it in the market for a reason. You want to pay this much price? Go ahead. Oh, you want to buy my furniture? Yes, I'll sell you my <laughs> furniture too. Like I'll give you a good price. And Girl, you look.
0: Okay, buy- wait a minute. You just said it. I have to share this. We sold our house in Brighton, and I had an open like sale. For, first of all, it never even hit the market because somebody came cash soon as the <laughs> realtor put the pictures up. But then when I was selling the furniture inside, everybody would come. Okay, I'll take that whole bedroom suit. plus the mattress. I looked at the lay. I was like. You'll take the mattress. She said, yeah, I see it. There's nothing wrong with it. So I had to get out of my own head because I wouldn't buy somebody else's I know, mattress. I would. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't care if I see it or not. But my point, I just wanted to, co- I said, uh, yeah, there you go. You're so right. you, so your analogy is so spot on. We have to get out of our own way. And that fear, what do you What do you think that fear is rooted in, Claudia? Of us saying, okay, I, I I better not ask for too much more. What do you think that's rooted in?
1: It's definitely cultural, um, mm-hmm. not only in like in the U.S., uh, because we don't tend to negotiate like when we go to a grocery store, although in certain parts of the sure. world, like in India or even like like others, you go to a market and you're negotiating yes. like clothes, yes. food, yes. every, everything is negotiable. So it's part of their Western culture. And actually, what is an interesting, Asian men get paid around a dollar two. So they get paid more than the white male counterparts, which was interesting. And Asian women get paid around 92 cents on the dollar. Again, because I think it's the negotiating aspect. It's part of their culture. Yes. Now, yeah. I know for African-American culture, Caribbean culture, um, le- um, Hispanic culture, we're told to, like, hey, don't rock the boat. Just be grateful yep. you have the job offer. Um, exactly right. you
0: know,
1: you, you're going to come off as greedy. Like, you should care more about that you just have the job. You should just be lucky that you're getting this. And even, I, I'm telling you, yep. I sure. have negotiated my jobs, like, my past job so many times. And even like once I saw that there was results, I wanted to test it. Does it work across various levels of experience, yes. um, different industries? So I started, you know, that's when I started my business. That's what really prompted me to start it. And I had help at this point, maybe get clients get up to $50,000 in salary increases. So this is while I was still working. And I told my mom, mom, like I got this job offer. And she's like, that's great. And I was like, yeah, I'm so excited. I can't wait to negotiate my salary. I, I found like, I could probably get another 50 20k more. What she told me was why you already have the job offer. Like you should be grateful. Like it's not always about the money and I agree. It's not always about the money, but if the market is paying that much, why should I have to leave that money in the table? Exactly. Exactly. So exactly. even me who has done it so many times has have clients successfully negotiated uh, so many times, my mom was still telling me not to do it. So what I understood from that is, I love my mom, but mm-hmm. when it comes to negotiation, she's not going to be the person I ask for advice exactly. or discussing it because exactly. there's already going to be like, and especially for a lot of your listeners and audience members that are hearing this, maybe never negotiate their salary. They're like, oh my god, I'm going to be nervous. You don't need friends or family members that are going to convince you otherwise. Right. If you and you can test it out, like, hey, I'm thinking of negotiating my salary, asking for more just pay attention to what they say. If they say anything negative, now you know future of fo- moving forward, never discussing it with it because yes. you're already going to be having to fight your thoughts and doubts. Yes. So yes. you don't, even, you want to surround yourself with who are going to be like, yes, you know, listen yes. to Linda's podcast where you can all of a sudden this all about <laughs> yes. empowerment, getting fair market yes. value. You're going to feel like pumped up. Like, I can't wait. Like, I know exactly how to say it, how to do it. I can't wait. Like, I know it's going to happen. Yeah. That's when you want to surround yourself around this conversation. I'm not saying not yes. to be friends
0: with them, but yeah, no, Claudia, that's excellent advice. And and I you know, as we start to close this out, I'm going to share cuz I had the same story with my mother years and years and years ago. I was working for a division of GM, 3 years in, and I get an offer to go work for Bosch, a German company, and I'm telling my mother, oh, "I'm I'm going to resign. I think I'm going to resign from GM. Got this great job." She was like, "You're going to do what?" and my mother anybody knows Naomi y'all listening y'all know Naomi okay <laughs> so she very opinion she was like oh no you're not i was like oh yeah mom why would you let you work with nobody leaves gm Plava could not understand it best move i ever made in my life right so i re- to your point i realized okay certain things i talk to naomi about certain things i don't and that is when i'm changing jobs or whatever that Naomi is not the cheerleader for that. Mm-hmm. So we don't share that with her. She's a cheerleader for other things. And I've even, you know, had an offer on the table that when they wanted to take it from one level to another, but wanted to keep the salary, I don't know if they, we had even talked about salary, just the fact that they wanted to go from VP to GM. I told them, oh, no, thank you. I'm not the girl. And I, I'm like a GM. That's not bad. Somebody would say, Belinda. Well, You're just like an individual contributor. Why would you walk away from GM? Because I knew the role was a vice president role, Mm. right? To your point, I knew the scope and everything was at the vice president level. So I said, no, they came back. Oh, well, maybe we'll have a conversation. I didn't end up with that company. But still, to your point, knowing what the market fair market value is for roles is extremely, extremely important. Claudia, this has been... This has been a phenomenal session to the point where I know we have probably more to share. I know you have more to oh, share yeah. <laughs> because we talked outside of this. So I want everybody to know. I want my audience to know this is just part one. Claudia has been gracious enough. We talked about this before. We're going to do another session mm-hmm. because she's got more nuggets, more information, more actual stories to share with you from successful clients that she has. So, I mean, we're seriously about bridging this salary gap. So we're going to do this again in 2022. So you're going to get some information in early 2022 that's going to take you into that new year and you're going to be just as excited as she was in telling you about it you're going to be just as excited and do it yourself. Claudia, I can't express uh, the deepest of appreciation that I have for your willingness and time this evening with me. Um, and I can't wait for session number 2. I just cannot wait.
1: <laughs> me too. Thanks again for having me, Linda, and of course to anyone that implements any of these strategies we want to hear about it linda and i want to hear yes. about it we want to how did it go how did you feel what did you get what did you ask for what did you find out? like even just doing that competitive that's what it is competitive analysis yes. what is where people are going to tell us how much we should be asking for let us know what the delta is because i know that your listeners are going to be shocked and they're going to be like wait i could have been getting paid this much for the same <laughs> job it's exactly happen.
0: so it's we want to happen and we do. I'm glad you share that because I was going to say that. They all know. You guys put it in the comments. Let us know how thing, how this is working for you. If you follow me, I mean, it's going to be out there on YouTube. You can go out there for the the Extra effort. It's out there. If you follow me on Facebook, it's going to be there. And I'm on all the all the channels that you can find podcasts. I'm everywhere. Spotify, Apple, everywhere. So there's a lot of opportunities for you to catch this again. And I think it's going to stay out there on LinkedIn for a little while as well. So I know probably you're watching it from LinkedIn and it's going to be out there and stay out there for a while. So, like I said, Claudia is going to join us again in 2022. I can take that information to her. We can revisit it. We'd love, love, love to hear from you. Okay. (laughs) next session is going to be about those questions and additional nuggets you have. Claudia, you all have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank Thank you you again so much, everyone, for listening. I love the engagements that's dropping through here in the chat. Really appreciate your involvement. Uh, Everyone take great care until next time on Being Brown at Work Live. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, I have so much more to offer you. Book a complimentary call with me at lindatalaferral.com slash free consultation so you can start unapologetically achieving your own professional goals as a woman of color and establish a presence as more than just an employee. Let's go deeper, reach your professional goals, and apply this life-changing work to your career and beyond so you can rock your corporate game and get that seat at the table.